Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got no strings, so I have fun. I'm not tied up to anyone. Take that string, but you can see there are no strings on me. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Chapman and Randy Show. Thank you for joining us once again. Randy and I want to thank everybody who showed up to Freedom Fest, I think it was, uh, it literally blew our minds away about how many people showed up. It was awesome. Dude, I was totally impressed by the bands, by the crowd, by the sponsors, just by you, my friend, <laughs> by my wife's work, by, I mean, just, just blown out of the water at everything. It took a team of people to get this done. It had a very good purpose, helping the American Legion out. I wish we could have done more for him. I also want to get out, just get it out in the open that you know Randy and I we're not promoters we're not trying to be promoters we all came together and put a really badass show but I'm not a promoter so as far as going up there and remembering to thank sponsors and do certain things that a sponsor or that a promoter would I guess normally do you know I don't know that so I did kind of goof up a little bit when we were on stage and uh, I probably should have let out a quick thank you but the reason we didn't do that in the beginning is because Joe Barry did an amazing job on the national anthem yeah i'm not gonna go up there when you motherfuckers out there in the crowd start you know spontaneously singing the national anthem and then you're gonna tell us all right you guys are up next you know go shill no let's let's get to the fucking music yeah and the way i look at it is as far as the sponsors go i i thank them so many times in person they knew exactly how important this was to me how important it was to Randy and everyone involved. I just how many messages did we put out on social media? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. If we did, if we did slight you, it wasn't. And and we may have. If you were slighted at all, you may have been slighted while we had our mic time. Like I said, this is the first show that we put on, so we're not pros at this. This yeah. was total seat of our pants. We were blown away. At the at the amount of people who showed up. I mean, I did my best because you know Randy's got a full time job. A lot of the other guys in the bands and on the promotion team and the sponsors, they have full-time jobs and, and stuff. I'm in a position as a retired, disabled vet who I have time on my hands. So I promoted this and worked most of it because, you know, out of everybody involved, I had the time to do it. So it, I didn't mean any disrespect by that. I, I think some of the sponsors that were there that night feel that they were kind of let out. But, you know, again, we're, we plan on having you guys on the show in the future and there's so much more we want to do together because we've proven we can do stuff and, and have big turnouts. So, you know, I, I'm not even going to bother apologizing because I, I don't feel like we did anything wrong. We just not – we're not promoters. We didn't – you know, we didn't understand. We were just going with the, the with the vibe of the show, which was really well. Another thing is that, um, you know, the first band, El Tiempo, they killed it. They went out there and did an amazing job. That's why we asked them to be a part of it. Everything was done for a reason. Everything was done for a reason. And – you know, B-Riders and the sound guy there, they have a specific timeline that they work on because they base their alcohol sales and the way they manage, the way they want things to go based on, you know, performances of bands and set times and stuff. That, you know, again, I'm not a promoter. So when they say, hey, this band has an hour, 
um, you know, and it comes down from the top, like, hey, man, you start rolling it along. That That's coming from them, man. I'm not a promoter, so I don't know how it works. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to throw a good party and celebrate freedom with people. So I think Il Tiempo being rushed off stage, uh, that was handled probably a little wrong. You know, I would say definitely wrong. But they also knew they were over. They were trying to push as well. And I mean, they started the- late and everything. But again, dude, like, we're not promoters, so right. we, don't, we don't know how that... I, I'm sure somebody like Nathan Young down south who I know through a lot of friends and family and maybe even Pat would be be able to elaborate more on this. People who have promoted a lot of shows, they'd be able to like chime in and say, hey, this is what you do in that situation. I mean, if anything, I guess we could have had a light or something because I know they do this with comics. Right, they had the lights. Yeah, yeah you that. flash them a light and be like, you got fucking five minutes left to wrap it up, you know. But, I mean, other than that, there was some small hiccups, but it was... Other than, like, it, it wouldn't be noticed. Yeah, and again, I have the utmost respect for all the bands. I love the guys in El Tiempo as far as I, I admire their passion. I admire, I admire their drive. You know, you got to admire that. They're, they're, they're good guys. I like working with them. So I meant no disrespect. I didn't even know, man. But, you know, we're making it sound like the show was bad. The show was fucking awesome, man. It went off way better than we thought it would go. I mean, for a moment there, I was looking at capacity, and I looked over at one of the guys at B-Riders, and he says, you're doing really well. I mean, I was worried that it wouldn't even be half of what the Sublime cover band was. Well, when El Tempo started, I looked around and I said, we're not doing too good. Or like, it was like uh, we're all right. We're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everyone put in a hell of a lot of work. Uh, Phantom Stranger, Pat, dude, you did an amazing job at really kind of controlling the, the, the show and, and the DJing in between the sets. And thank you so much, dude, for putting Metallica on when me and Randy went up and then right when I went up. To uh to a couple uh, one other time you 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 knew how to fucking you knew how to reach out man it's so awesome dude awesome job on everyone's part I was running around talking to everyone and making sure I thanked everyone who came you know it, it was fun dude I yeah, I got around a lot met a lot of people both of us were man I, I think me and you would cross each other in the hallways or out front or something because you know what it was dude it was a good party a lot of people who had never worked together I think Pat said this very well a lot of people who had never worked together combined their energies and their efforts and their talents and made an amazing show happen. Kudos to Dry Hippo, who I admire everything you do. I, I always have. And me, me and Jacob actually had a conversation where when we first met, it was kind of a weird... I don't, I don't think we really knew how to, how, to, how to fill each other out because he, you know, he'd worked with people like me, veterans in the past, and you know, I'd never ever worked with anyone like him. So it was kind of difficult getting to understand each other but man mutual respect i i love i love all the video work you did the commercials it was awesome 10 out of 10 dude 10 out of 10 had a few hiccups but again that's gonna happen i think with anything uh fucking fun time man rearview mirror is first time seeing that was my first time seeing them they are an amazing fucking band dude rico dude your lyrics everyone i talked to my family everyone in the back you know at the tables Everyone was just saying, that dude fucking kills it. At first glance, they'd never think because he's kind of a bigger guy. But he gets up there, and he's fucking awesome. He killed well, it. When they, like, songs were playing, all songs. I mean, they did uh, Animal. Like, my favorite Pearl Jam song. It, it Like, it's sound check. And I was like, all right, this is going to be all right. They're Powerful. going a little. They're going a little bit, like... They're going a little bit off of, you know, it, it's all, it's not just the, the 90s hits, you know, but they're like big bands, but just some were off, you know, and like B-sides, and I was like, this is going to be good. Then they started playing Alice in Chains or Rooster. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I was like, if he, 
if they fuck this up, I'm going home. Like, it's over. I'm, I, and I told Rico, when they pulled, and I want to say thank you guys for pulling us up on stage, giving us these badass microphones. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. Okay, but what I was going to say is I told them, too, when we were up on stage, I said, thank you. Dude, it's fucking amazing. And I go, P.S., if you would have fucked up Rooster, I was leaving. And he's all, yeah, dude, he's all, I know. He's all, I probably would have left, too. They're, they're talented, man. I, I've heard and heard and heard, and that's why I wanted to get him to play, and I was blown away. And, again, like Well, the Aviators fanboyed for him. Yeah, well, yeah, and... That's when I knew we I've were never, really I've, all right. I've never heard the Aviators say anything. I mean, I've heard them talk good about bands, but they really... To stay and church, watch. I mean, up, yeah. watch the whole set. I mean, Dan, I was standing by Dan and Will for half the set as they were just, you know geeking out. I know? love like, that, man, when bands respect each other and they feed off the energy each other puts out. But Rearview Mirror, thanks, guys. You guys called us on stage. I was in the back talking to some people and I heard my name and I'm like, what? And you guys called us up. Total surprise. Uh, you know, we had you guys on the show. You guys helped us out with the little audio issue and it, it, as you can tell, it made it sound a lot better. But to have you guys call us up and give your appreciation by... Show, giving us those badass microphones, which, by the way, are fucking amazing, and we love them. We're so grateful. So thank you guys. We're not using them right now because we don't have a stand. Cool. We're gonna go buy stands cool enough to put those bad motherfuckers yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. These current stands are gonna go for the guests, and we're gonna get nice badass stands for them. But you know, it, what's that's what I love about doing this is how you can network with people and create new friendships, new bonds, and mutual respect. To me, that's that's more than making money off a show or more than anything else. I, I get more from that than I do anything else since we've done this, man. I learn a lot about people. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it, it's it's just amazing. And with everything going on in the world, which we're going to dive into right now real quick, um, you got to look at that sense of community and just it's, it's awesome, dude. I love it. And Before we move on, we got to talk about the aviators. Yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Always the fucking pros. I mean, guys are solid pros i mean that's the one thing too that we we had like we said everything was done for a reason in this show we didn't want artist time artist time is i'll be there at a certain time and they show up 45 minutes late or whatever we've had problems with people with interviews or whatever and we have made notes basically of people who are on time who all this so everything like we wanted bands and the aviators i mean they play two shows Sherwin's an animal because they played that show in the morning. It was hot as shit. Out then at the they fairgrounds. played. They played our show, and then he hopped in a car and went to Vegas and saw Garth Brooks the next day. Yeah, he's a beast, man. And he did a triathlon the week, week before. before. <laughs> and went monster. to work. So there, everything about the Aviators. I, I have a lot of respect for it. every band in town who's out there doing their thing. I respect you, but my personal favorite in town is the Aviators because I I know them. I see their dedication. And I see them on stage, and I got, I've got to work with them a few times. Well, how much work um, they put in for us, too, with yeah. promo. Well, First Friday stuff that we did, right. and, you know, I mean. It's it just mad respect. I have friends who live out of Bakersfield and out of the state who got albums of theirs and are fans of them now. My, my buddy that I went it was in the Army with, he came down from Montana just for Freedom Fest, and when he left, he's like, dude, please get me their albums. You know, I, I, I love that. That's my kind of band. I love those guys. Dude, that's fucking amazing, man. Like, like to me, everything about Freedom Fest was a complete home run. Yeah, there were some, you know, small little mistakes here and there. You know, I wouldn't even call them that. But for two guys who seven and a half months ago decided to put a podcast together and have now worked on two shows, 
I would say we did a pretty damn good job, man, and it was fun. It was fun. It, I mean, at times it gets stressful, but all in all, it was a hell of a time. That's Mike Stevens calling right now. Um, but yeah, dude, I had a blast. So, why don't you lead us in, dude, into what the fuck? I where, where, where the fuck? Where, where the fuck do we find ourselves, man? I didn't even know this shit was going on. I spent the other day watching movies, and I heard people bitching. Like, I did, dude. I, like, laid around because I've been fighting this sickness and everything. So I laid around in bed and kind of just fucking around watch movies. And all of a sudden, I see these posts about shootings and, you know. Well, it, well it, first the Hillary thing started, you know, everybody. That was what really started the day off, you know. Well, it went freedom for, for us, I think. It went Freedom Fest. Day of Recovery, 4th of July, Hillary being damn near exonerated of all charges, and then the next day, protests and shootings, and then a, a massacre in Dallas. It was just nonstop all week long, and now there's protests. As we sit here and record, there's protests all over the country. Tomorrow, Friday, which is Saturday, there's going to be a protest downtown. A Black Lives Matter protest, and it's like the racial divide in this country. I don't get it, man, because, you know, it. I spend so much of my time trying to meet people and unite and network and shit, dude. I don't get how people can be so fucking ignorant, bro. I, I don't either. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have a, I have a group of friends that are all mixed races, and we will drop ignorant racist jokes on each other, but it's funny. You do There's it no yeah. fucking, you know, it's gallows humor. It's the same as that. I mean, shit, how many abortion fucking rape age jokes have we thrown at each other? I mean, shit. But that aside, dude, it's just, it's fucking, it's 2016. God damn it. I mean, you even think about that OJ documentary. Did you watch that ESPN, that OJ Made in America shit? No, I did. You told me I only watched the miniseries on FX. Okay, well, like, it went through, it was like, five parts I think there was 10 hours and it went really deep into it and was showing and that was 94 showing like the racial divide that basically got him off and we're we're nowhere I mean we can you can we can you know kind of beautify the landscape around it but we still live in a shitty neighborhood I let, let let's start like this dude Hillary gets exonerated that was a little shady to begin with because Bill Clinton just met with the current attorney general last week. Charges are dropped. And then it's like the next day there's two shootings. Now, we've seen a lot of cop shootings and a lot of cop African-American related shootings. But these two in particular seem to be – and you messaged me that morning. You said, don't you think it's a little odd that these two shootings come out the next day? And at first, I kind of blew it off because I, I wasn't I was well, out of so town. I, I'm not a conspiracy yeah, guy. Me neither. But then I started paying attention and looking into it, and you have one shooting where it, the video. I mean, I, you've seen videos, but dude, this is clear as day. That cop puts the gun right on that dude, and it's like clear as day execution style. I, I've never seen a cop do some shit like that. Taser, sure, that close, but that I was like, holy fuck, dude! Like that just happened. Um. Then the other one shooting the guy inside the car. The girlfriend fa- face to, uh, Facebook lives it. There's a bunch of weird shit with that one. I'm like, whoa, dude. Okay. I would be more if I saw a stranger shot, like especially, dude. She could have got hit. I well, mean, the, there was the baby in the back seat, right? A, a toddler. But I'm saying that she, she's sitting in a car next to dude, like. 
What was the babysitting dude? Was the babysitting behind the guy or behind the driver, behind the female? The, the no telling. Okay, it, either way, you're you're shooting into a vehicle with a baby in this in the back seat. That, I, mean, I don't even know if he saw that. You know, if the cop even saw that. But okay, so if he didn't see it, see that's what somebody brought up, and I'm thinking to myself, okay. But then that's poor like, yeah, surroundings, that's, right? Like 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 be aware of your surroundings. Well, like, what's the first thing to tell you when you go out and shoot? What what are you shooting at? Your target and what's behind it? Well. Uh, look, I'm not a cop, and I've gotten into this argument a lot of times how military and police are different, but they're the same in a lot of ways. When we would come across, when we'd get out of our vehicles, we wouldn't just get out the vehicles, jump out, and fucking go patrol. We would do, like, uh, f- like these 525-type inspections where you'd look around you, man, and you'd inspect everything so you know what you're getting yourself into. Well, that's not even military, dude. That's basic that's shooting. Ba- that's basic, basic everything. Sh- exactly. There's the four steps to shooting, and, like, one, you know, is fucking what are you shooting at and what is behind it and right. what's around it. So you, you, know? would, you would think as a cop, and I could be wrong, if any of you guys – I know a lot of you guys are in law enforcement that listen to my show uh, who are friends with me. Listen to our show. Sorry, bro. A lot, a lot of my friends listen to this show that are in law enforcement is what I'm saying. I know that, like, when you walk up to a car, man, like, you got to look – I imagine they're inspecting it from the back. I was going to say, isn't that what the walk-up's for? Is so that it, you should be getting data like the fucking Terminator when you're right? walking up there, Calm. you know? Jesus fucking dude, I'm sorry, bro. That's all right. Um, but you know, like, 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 just being able to, uh, just being, just being able to to inspect and know what's going on in the situation. It, so I don't know, man. If, if he knew, it makes it even more fucked up. If he didn't know, then that's negligence. Did you have any problem with? Uh, like after he shot the guy, that there was no attempt to resuscitate. To no, he's just sitting there bleeding out. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, and, and I don't mean to laugh. At the way, it, it's weird. It's what I'm laughing at. It's like the fucking ironicness, like that. He's sitting in there, and she's gasping. Okay, it wasn't just weird on the cop. It was weird on her too. Like, if that's her boyfriend and he's fading out, they she, need to send her to fucking like. Afghanistan to be a war reporter is fucking the nerves of steel like, on this chick. I understand why she wanted to document it, but there was no. She's like, "Oh, tell me this is not my boyfriend. Tell me he just didn't die like this." And I'm like, "Wow, sir, that, tell me he's not." You know, it. The whole thing was just odd and and really really strange. And then did you see the video of them after the fact when they when they pull her In out the of the car, car and she's asking where her baby is. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. So what? They just pulled the baby. The cops pulled the baby out. Like I I, I don't. All of it's just weird in that one. In that situation, is just strange. And for all all set accounts, he seemed like a great guy. He seemed like he was a, a stand up citizen in his community. He had everything was licensed properly. He was a good, I guess, chef at at a school. He knew all the kids' names. I heard nothing but good stuff about the guy. Roll on to the other situation in Baton Rouge, and that's a whole other mess because, like I said in past episodes, I, I've been to New Orleans. In the military, when we helped out with Katrina, and I've seen some of the law enforcement in Baton Rouge and in New Orleans, and how rough they can be, and just how forceful they can be. Some would even call it, you know, uh, abusive poli- uh, policing. But they, they got that guy down. They got two dudes on him, knees in the wrist, knees in, knees in the shoulder, and it looks like the guy doesn't have anything on him. They have him under control, and then they just and they're yelling at him like stop resisting or some shit. And then it looks like they just pull their guns out, and the one guy just executes him point blank. Yeah, I mean, they said that he had a weapon on him is the reason they were called out, and supposedly he had one in his back. But that one looked... And that guy was a piece of shit. That guy, yeah. that guy wasn't... A, that guy was... I mean, there was a picture of him with him and his kids, and he's got his kids all dressed up like thugs, and on the bottom it says, this is me and my little nigga and hoe. I wouldn't refer to my kids like that. 
you wouldn't refer to your kids like that or dress them up and have them, you know, holding fucking nine mils looking like they're all G'd up. So this guy obviously wasn't like, and he was selling CDs in a gas station, you know, so he wasn't exactly. Well, he was a sex offender, registered sex offender. I mean, and if you, his dude got a rap sheet, but I mean, you still don't deserve to get executed necessarily. No, you don't. And, and that, and he, he has his right to a trial and everything. But and, and uh, I mean, that one. But this one, back to the the dude in Minnesota, this Philando, what's his name, Philando Castile. Now, there's questions I have there too because I've heard everybody say that the guy is upstanding, and you know, this we'll figure out, we'll find out as stuff comes out, we find out more. But for one, what what race does everybody assume the cop was that shot him? I think it's just getting out there that he's white. No, Honestly. this guy's name is Geronimo Yanez. <laughs> Which, now, to me, this goes back to George Zimmerman when he shot Trayvon Martin and they considered him the 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 brown-white guy or whatever because I'm telling you, George Zimmerman had never been considered white once in his fucking life until, if the cops, until, until he shot Trayvon Martin. Right, right. But um, this, this shooting, I mean, because everybody said, you know, that Castile is this upstanding citizen. He had his gun registered. But, okay, well, maybe there was a confluence of two people having two bad days not acting like themselves or something because this cop was an honor student as well has done everything like that and i always wonder like it that his girlfriend was so adamant about documenting what had happened after he was shot why wasn't there documentation before the shooting happened that's what i don't understand either like the when they as soon as they get pulled over Hey, let me turn this on. I mean, if you're going to so turn high. the fucker on, turn it well, on. Well, I bet you, you know what? I bet you as of today, everyone, black, white, Hispanic, anyone who gets pulled over is turning their fucking phones on. I can promise well, you that. Well, half the time people are doing that because they want to get paid, too. I'm Sure, but I bet you after all this shit, because both these scenarios were caught on phones and posted. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's just a, you know... I've got no clue anymore what's going on. But there's some weird things with that, that Castile shooting... Because, okay, the guy gets pulled over for a fix-it ticket. Okay, okay, he is carrying, but he's licensed for it. I got We got pulled over for a ticket last year. There's a gun in our car. We carry a gun when we travel. We got pulled over for speeding. I didn't tell the cop, hey, there's a fucking gun in the car. Yeah, I, I, that was probably the best thing to do, but in that situation, it was clearly now, not, I, it didn't it, now, If well. the cop says, hey, get out of the car... When I got out of the car, like, if, if he was going to check you, because if he's not going to check me, I ain't saying shit. But then if he says, hey, get out of the car, and you're going to get searched, I'd be like, hey, officer, there's a gun. I'm leaving my hands up here, but there's a gun on my left hip. My hands are up in the air. You could take it off me. My uh, my permit to carry is in my wallet. You know, it's cool. But I wouldn't have said that the shit, you know. So I think there's, I don't know, maybe, you know, and I'm not making excuses for the copy because we don't know what happened, but, I mean, Maybe this guy had been profiled enough, and you know what? Though I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I understand everything from from the civilian side on both, even on the dude in Baton Rouge. I'm gonna just say from a law enforcement perspective, and again, I'm not, I was never a cop. I'm never gonna be a cop, but I know what it's like to be in a stressful situation where weapons and guns are involved. It you have to be on your toes, man. You have to be. I mean, you have to be quick. And I can understand because you know, cops go on Facebook. I, know, I have a lot of friends who are deputies, cops. Yeah, correct, I correct. mean, I've got cousins. And you, and yeah, 
you know they go on Facebook and they they see and they watch the news and they pay attention to what the fuck's going on in the world. So you know when they're waking up and throwing on their uniforms every day, they know what's going on out there. I, so, I can't believe a cop wakes up in the morning and goes, "I'm gonna like I'm out for black people." That's the least thing you want to do. You could get no, eight white people well, for I mean, the fucking you know for the shit that it's gonna storm. I bet you right now with all the tension and and you're a cop and you because you know what when when I would see guys in my unit and guys I didn't even know what, who were killed in Afghanistan or Iraq, it would piss me off and it would make me want to go on my next mission with that much more, you know, urge to bring the fight. So I understand that and I know there's cops out there right now who are waking up. Throwing their uniforms on, getting in their cars, and they're like, "I'm getting in. This is it. This is me going, going in the war zone." And especially when you have cops who are prior military, right? Deployed, they get that sense. They it all comes back to them. Right now, tensions are extremely high, and what's unfortunate is that the government is feeding off it, and everyone needs to be paying attention. Not so much to the conflict and the the division. They need to be paying attention to what these fucking assholes are doing in D.C. I don't have an ounce of faith in them I just foresee some kind of civil unrest, martial law some kind of sh- some kind of crazy shenanigans coming down where they're, they're gonna they're gonna come down dude, they're gonna come down on everybody and we're gonna find ourselves living in, in, in a country that we've never known before. Well, I feel this is, there's like a, we're in the middle of a game of three card money or a shell game or a magic trick where they're running distraction because it, oh, like, it's obvious. And, and, and see, you know what's scary to me, dude, is that everyone sees it for what it is, but n- all people want to do is post about it, talk about it online. And it seems like the only people who want to get up and do something are the people who want to get up and march peacefully. But then you got assholes who intermix with that shit and start shooting cops. I worry about the one coming down here tomorrow in Bakersfield because I was following that post in Bakersfield Connected, and you know they said real, you, you saw it. It said peaceful. We want this to be peaceful, but you read the comments, dude. It's it's looking like it's going to be everything but peaceful, and here we are a day ahead of time. I don't know when I'm gonna when we're gonna release this, but who knows? By the time this is released, it may we we might. It's want, going down. Uh, dude, for real, it, it, it's it's fucking scary out there right now, and it doesn't. It's not like, like fucking people ain't cooking up with the triggers right now anyway, just to start fucking unloading on people. I was thinking the other day, dude, about how far our country has come since nine eleven, and how unfortunate of a situation we find ourselves. How in. great we were on September twelfth, how shit it's even, been since the thirteenth on. Even on September tenth, we were. It, you didn't really see this kind of shit, and. Now it's like we're in a fucking twilight zone, man, and it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, and I don't even know what to say about it anymore because even though we can get a group of people to go to an event like Freedom Fest and everyone have a good time, and there's black, white, Mexicans, Asians, you know, gay people, everyone's having a good time. Within two days, look at look at it, it, and that wasn't just us that did that. There are people all over the country that were doing things like that. And it's like for one day everyone can have a good time and celebrate America and freedom, and then it's like, okay, two days later we're all going to be shooting each other and marching in the streets and cops are going to be laying dead. It's fucking madness, dude. Yeah, the timeline to me, I mean, with Freedom Fest and with everything, has been such a blur to me. It seems like about the last week and a half has been one long day. I'm going to sound like Will here in a minute. You know, when you drink so much, it just seems like one day separated by a couple naps. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. That's a good willism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it, that's basically what it feels like. It's fucking. Yeah, you know the other thing too is 
the the dude in Dallas. For one, that poor bastard who had his face plastered everywhere saying that this is the shooter we're looking for. Oh, the guy. But then the video came out this The dude morning, with the AR. And, that and was he the, handed it over. Right. Which, why, why was he? Why, if it's a peaceful march, why are you walking down the street with your AR? Texas is open carry, though, I right? I know, but But, why? I mean, you're kind of asking for you're, it. Uh, why? Yeah. Like, I, I don't see. I believe in open carry, but people would do that shit in Alaska. You'd be in McDonald's, and there'd be people, you know, with 357s on them, and it's like, okay. I don't well, see, in McDonald's, it doesn't bother me, but, like. I don't. I think you need. You can open carry, and you can carry depending on where you're going. Like Freedom Fest the other night, I didn't carry. Like because there, there were people there that were, and well, security, yeah, but security I mean, told me there was booze involved, and you know, and all that. So no, I didn't. And I figured there was enough you sons of bitches out there that were, so I didn't need to. But um, that I just you know I. Kind of situation dictates it. If you know, if you're going to go to a fucking Raider game, how about you leave the heater in the fucking truck? <laughs> I mean, that ain't where you want to go. I don't know, man. It, it, and then, and then you look at this presidential election, and you got two fucking assholes who are only going to make things worse. Neither one of them are going to stand up and say, "Hey, you know what? Okay, time out. Things have gone too far." And even if one of them were to, nobody would. Be like, oh, okay, we're going to let bygones be bygones. You know, we're going to forget that Trump said these things, or we're going to forget that Hillary was responsible for, you know, people dying and, and deleting emails and shit. Like, no one's going to do that. So now we have to choose. But we're in this situation where our country is divided. Cops are dying in the streets. People are rioting. No one seems to be agreeing anywhere. And then we got to elect one of them. I, dude, it, this isn't going anywhere good. This is not going anywhere good at all. And that is what... Well, you you put it this way. You fast forward, what, four months? So then you're going to have what Trump, you know, that has been considered... Okay, so the racist is either going to win or the fucking crook. You know, I mean... Well, if Trump wins, it's just going to make things worse in every in almost every way. God, election day is going to be fucking fun. I think it's going to be... So I was listening to this podcast... It's a national syndicated pod, uh, podcast slash radio show. And there was a petition out online, and it involved, like, sending, like, one of those White House petitions. And it and somebody had set it up about requesting U.N. security at voting stations in the United States. No. Yeah, I saw it. Um, no, but I meant no as in fuck no. No, no. Oh, hell no. You know, because they do it in, like, third world countries and shit. And, you know, they, they had, you know gone to they, they had reached their limits um I'll, I'll look it up and i'll, I'll share it on our on our Facebook because page. if if we need that then it's you know it, it it's all is lost and it's time to you know but i think things are already lost man i don't see how things can get better at this point i, I don't see like what would it take what would it take at this point to to make things better if it, independence day 2 would have been a better movie no if the fucking dude i'm telling you we gotta have the aliens show up but if, if if you're like seriously, if you're being serious about that, then we're fucked. Okay. <laughs> That's about the only thing that I see. Like, yeah, and I don't see anything. I don't see ev- the Olympics can soothe it a little bit because we can national pride for a little bit. But then you know that's in August, and then here comes November again, and you know fucking rah, rah, you know, and then we're back at it. I and, mean, and let's not forget, man, ISIS is fucking out there. You know, ISIS is out there attacking us abroad, attacking us here. 
That's really what needs to happen to get everybody unified. What, and, 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 uh, ISIS attack of black uh, ISIS attack of Black Lives Matter, but they even came out and said that they support. Or what was that when that dude attacked Orlando? He was telling people as he was shooting everyone, "I'm not going to attack black people. You guys have been persecuted too much by white Christians." So that's stirring the pot he, even he, more. But he was at Latin night. Yeah, I know that. that <laughs> but that's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend type shit. It, this is some very Game of Thrones like weird conundrum we find ourselves in because no one seems like no one's going to win no one's going to come out on top and whoever does come out on top nobody else is going to be happy there's no unity and that's scary that's because we're in a weak position dude we're in a very weak position and let's not forget there's Chinese hackers out there who've been you know hitting us every year just you know everywhere from fucking target accounts to DOD accounts Tell you what you better not do is you better not get on a fucking Malaysian plane no. that's flying over <laughs> some fucking lost no. ocean somewhere. Because no. your ass is going to fucking yeah. disappear. You're going for a fucking ride and you ain't coming back. Yeah. And then we'll spend three weeks looking for this goddamn plane that we never find. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and go, yeah. If somebody goes, if you get a phone call and goes, hey, you've won two tickets to fly anywhere in the world on Malaysian Airlines. Don't go. You say fuck no, no. and you throw your phone. Sell that shit on Craigslist. Because I'm telling you how that's going to end up. You're fucking in the bottom of the fucking Davy Jones locker somewhere. I just don't know where we go from here, man. It. I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot the past couple of days, and I don't see where... I, I mean, this is the perfect time for, like you said, man, for some kind of, like, antichrist, for some kind of second coming, alien landing. This is The stage is set perfect for something like that to happen because nobody... I mean, dude... There's not there's no walking human being I think that can that can literally you know, take a time natural out. disaster. I don't even think that would do it. I think that would just But it only affect one part of the fucking, you know, like Right. Like if it were to happen on the West Coast, everyone on the East Coast would be like, Oh, that sucks but you know, a week later they'd be fucking shooting each other. I again. mean it's not like we haven't been fighting a war for, you know, almost two decades what, now and you know that's you that's know, what that's what breaks my heart the most three thousand miles away so fucking turn on my playstation and that's what i was just telling somebody last night is that for me personally that's what breaks my heart the most is because i've seen men die for this country and look what this country's look where it's at they've died for this country and this country is literally falling apart so i kind of feel in a large way that they've died in vain because you know we're supposed to be standing for something defending something and it's everything but. And that just makes me really sad because I, I, where do we go from here? Now you get back to the Dallas thing. And I was going to say, that that poor dude, though, the, the dude with the AR-15, like, that poor son of a bitch, he's going to, no matter what happened, people are still going to think that dude's the face of the shit. Like, Well, he was posted all over Drudge Report, all over. I'm just you know. saying, that, but there's going to be assholes that think, like that dude who fucking, they thought like did the Atlanta bombing during the Olympics. And like, to this day, people was like, oh, yep, that's that son of a bitch. And you're like, no, it really wasn't. But I mean, that guy screwed. But then you get into the, de- and I knew as soon as I heard, now you get into the debate, which I think is cool as shit, but about the cops using a robot to blow this motherfucker up. Yeah, dude, that, now we're getting into some crazy shit. Well, dude, okay, so they I think it's great. They literally drove a remote controlled you know, bomb bomb disposal robot, stuck some C4 on it, drove that motherfucker 
to where that dude was and just blew him up. They said, you know what? <laughs> enough. Rules. That is some fucking crazy shit, dude. <laughs> like, think about what uh, we're talking about here. Can we just start having public executions? Not, I mean, fucking come on. And you know that shit's on tape. You know it is. Oh, fuck you know yeah, it, it is. is. They had you, to. They had a camera. They were driving that shit up to them. Dude, it's the same. I don't want to say the same, but it's it's very similar robots that they use in Afghanistan for fucking IEDs and shit. They have to have cameras right. on it. And, yeah. they, and they I have, mean, like, they, Xbox The shit would have ran into a wall. Can you imagine, though? That dude was probably, like, he wanted demands. Like, I want fucking, you know, cigarettes and, and a Happy Meal. And they're like, all right, dude, open that box. Well, let, let's talk about him for a Boom. minute. Boom! Because, because he... And this is where I want to get with this entire subject. And everyone listening right now... Pay close attention because this is where I think things are going to get even more shittier. This guy was a, a veteran. Okay, now, let's stop right there. He was a reservist. He was in the reserves for nine years or six. I'm sorry. He was in the reserves for six years. He deployed to Afghanistan for nine months as a combat engineer. Now, his specialty in in the engineer battalion he was attached to, he was, ma- he was a masonry guy. So, he was an engineer. But a lot of us infantry guys refer to guys like that as pogues. Like he wasn't, he wasn't going on missions. He wasn't, you know, going strapping up his fucking kit and going and fucking shooting Taliban and then fucking laying brick walls. It's not the way it works. You know, he 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 was an engineer. He was a construction MOS dude. Okay. Now, not taking anything away from him, I got mad respect for him and guys who do those jobs. I'm just saying, like us infantry guys see those guys as a little bit different than what we did. That's just the way things are but anybody whether you're a finance clerk a chef or you know a finance clerk a a cook whatever you do you're taught basic marksmanship you're taught basic maneuvering and he utilized those during this attack whoever was doing it with him i want what happened to these people where they they said he was solo now they say solo which i i I don't buy that because they they were saying there it was like a triangulation of fire so it, it looked like a complex ambush to me, and they said he was moving around. It, it takes a lot to do that. I, I I know, depending on how much ammo he had. They say I saw the video. He, I, I just all I know is that now, and I've already seen it on CNN. The first thing they say is, "Oh, this guy was a veteran. He had deployed to Afghanistan." They're going to start pointing the narrative at us now, like, "Are we a threat?" Because a lot of us veterans love our guns. A lot of us veter- veterans are looked at as like defenders of the Constitution at all costs because that's exactly what we are. I guarantee you the next people who are going to be like subjugated to some kind of profiling or anything by especially the left-leaning media is going to be us veterans. That's what they were doing. Just I hope watch- this son of a bitch didn't file for PTSD or something like that. I don't that see too. how he could. I mean, I don't. I, I don't see how he could. I, I really don't. I, 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 could, I, I do, actually. I see how he could have, but I don't see how he could have been awarded it, being a reservist and only deploying for nine months. I, I, I just, it's not unheard of. I've heard of worse, but that's where I see things going, man. I, I see them. I see them saying, "Well, look at these veterans. You know, who are these guys? These guys are trained. You know, these guys know how to use weapons and tactics and this, that, and the other." That's what CNN was doing. Those fucking cocksuckers. Well, but and we're the many- ones who are actually standing to bring people together because we know what this country really is about. But watch, watch, mark my word, dude. Mark my word, that's going to happen. Well, how many, I mean, I heard it a couple of times, but he, when he went to go about this, that they, he said that he wanted to kill white cops and white people. <laughs> I heard that a couple of times. 
that dude who shot up that black church last year with the Confederate flag. Yeah. They got the Confederate flag band. That got, that got the whole Confederate flag thing going. Oh, and fucking how many times did we see pictures of that dude with the Confederate flag, his musings about fucking white power, whatever goofy shit he was into. But, it, oh, yeah, it's kill white Don't worry about it. No biggie. I mean, which it's fucking stupid to well, be even fucking apples and fucking even to discuss it. The motherfucker killed somebody. You're a cocksucker. Fucking that's it. But go fuck yourself. But there is a double standard because right after that guy did that, it was uh, it because with, with black people, they've obviously been through a lot more historically than and I don't even want to say that because no, that because it seems like recently they have with slavery in America and the way they were treated here. But there have been white slaves throughout history, all across Europe. The, Ro- the fucking Rome, Irish came here. Rome enslaved all of Europe. There's a show right now on History Channel called Barbarians. Watch it. See what they did to people. You know that like you like, don't think England was fucking real cool to fucking Scotland and Ireland. You know, I mean, I, shit. So. It, there is a double standard, and you almost can't talk about it because as soon as you do, you're going to be like labeled a racist. You know, it, it's like it, this division. This is man. the thing: is if I hear one more fucking person talk about we need to have an open and honest dialogue, you don't. <laughs> you 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 don't because you won't let us. And the fact is, is in today's political correct world, we can't even. We can't get on radio and even ponder certain thoughts. Like, and not even say, I believe in this, but just say, well, what if this? Or what if that? Or, to even ponder, like, how we'll do, like, basically, like, pot talk and what if questions. And you you can get fired for posing a question, not saying it's your views, but to, to go down certain just highways. Just ask a question. Yeah, you can get fired. Uh, yeah, exactly. People are so quick to jump the gun. That there, who is going to even determine if there is an open dialogue, an open discussion? Who's going to be? Who determines if it's open and honest? If there's anything I can't say, it's not open and honest. And what? And, and this person that's going to determine that? What are their views? I mean, look at Loretta Lynch, man, the Attorney General. Her graduation, her quote in her yearbook when she graduated, I think college. She openly talks about how she's a Muslim and how she wants to, you know, help Islam spread. It. I mean, that's our Attorney General, who Obama elected. What are her views? Like, what what is she doing in that position? She's the nation's the nation's top law enforcement official, and look what she. I mean, yeah. what, what the fuck is she doing? Then the picture comes out in the past couple of days of Obama, you know, I guess fifteen twenty years ago at a wedding, completely decked out in Muslim apparel. What what is it? Hold on, time out. Explain that for a minute. He, like, what what is that all about? Like like if it was just something he was going to and attending and wearing out of respect, okay, cool. But like if not, uh. That really changed the narrative out of a lot of things. So who's controlling this this situation in our country? Who's really determining what's being done? It's almost like it, it looks like someone's up top somewhere manipulating this whole thing to happen on purpose. Because it, it wasn't like this for 20, 30 years, man. It wasn't this bad. Since the 60s, it really wasn't this bad. There were little things here and there, but... I just think if you keep, like keep making it more ridiculous then everything's ridiculous and nothing matters I mean yeah dude bathroom we were two months ago we were arguing over bathrooms yeah but it's the next thing the fucking Zika virus you know what's you know 
all this shit down the line, you know, fucking making a murderer before that, you know. It's gay marriage. We can have fun with it on our podcast, but at some point you got you got to stand back and say, okay, what? Like, where is this going to? Because well, I love the chaos as long as you know, to a degree, as long as bodies aren't hitting the ground. The bodies are hitting the ground. That's what I'm saying. And and we have children. You know, I you know we have errands we have to go on. There's uh. You know, there, there's things we do. I, I want to go take my take my son places. I, you know, you want to go do things, walk, go to movies with your with your son. Like, at what point is it going to be too dangerous to just fucking leave our house, man? Well, yeah, there's certain for us to live in cities. I mean, there's certain commonalities. It's like basically like the basic traffic laws. There's certain things that we have to agree to, you know, to to do for us to be able to live in proximity of each other. And if I mean, if you look at right now as we speak, dude, Oakland, New York, Atlanta, that it, if you're living in Atlanta right now, an hour before we started recording, I was watching, I was watching CNN and Fox. If you live in Atlanta and you live on one side of the city and want to get to the other side, you can't. You have to go all the way around. Well, they're blocking the freeway in Oakland too. Th- yeah, they're doing that too. And in New York, all Times Square. So let's just say you planned your vacation to be like from Fourth of July on. And you're there on vacation, and you just want to go see Times Square, and you know. Uh, oh, I'm planning you know, one here pretty soon. And, and you're there, and now there's thousands of people marching around. That that's, and you've saved up years to go on vacation. That like that's fucking not cool, man. Just imagine if you went to Disneyland, and your kid got taken away by an alligator. Oh shit! Another story that was in the news. And yeah. now that's gone. I know. Like it. it oh man. And then, Where's the fucking gorilla that got shot? You know, I they mean, they just killed another one. Do you hear that? That that was on Drudge Report. All no, the way at the bottom. Cares. Yeah, one. I guess one. They had to get put down. It was getting sick and aggressive. But I don't know, man. It it it's too bad because for us, we planned Freedom Fest, and our goal was to kind of bring everyone together and, and for a good cause. And it's like immediately afterwards, this happens, and now we're talking about this. It, it wasn't exactly. What I was hoping to get out, I figured we'd sit here and talk maybe a little bit about elections or sports or whatever. But I mean, it, it's terrible, man. It's horrible. It's terrible. I, I mean, I don't even know where we go from here, man. Who knows? By the time this is released, it's Friday right now. Maybe this will get released Monday. I mean, we'll record. I'm sure if something crazy goes off, I was gonna say we'll be right in here, and that episode will be released before this one. But because I mean, I don't think there's a hot rush to get this one out, but. Let's see what happens in the next few days, man. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I could put this out Saturday or Sunday. But regardless, what's going to happen in the next 24 hours when this shit goes down in Bakersfield? I well, mean, I mean, I'm telling you what. I'm planning a trip to the barrier here in the next couple of weeks. And I guarantee... Oh, you are going to Oakland. That's right. Oh, well, not Oakland. But I don't know. Well, maybe. Who knows? If we wrong turn somewhere. But the new car GPS, we should be all right. But I'm going to tell you what. I ain't getting drug out of the car like fucking Reginald Denny and hitting head with a fucking brick either. Yeah. So somebody's gonna be fucking shooting before this shit yeah, goes you're, down. Yeah, you're talking about the dude during the LA riots. Yeah, the truck driver. Yeah, I'm. You know, I ain't getting drug out of the fucking car and bashed over the head. So I mean, well, you know, on a on a lighter, good note, Snoop Dogg and the game met with LAPD and the mayor today, and, and they had a new a recruits meet, a meeting. <laughs> A meeting on uh, new recruits. No, they were the new recruits. They they marched from the where they were doing like a graduation or something. Oh, is that what it was for the police academy or something? Well, I mean, and they all got together in, in unity. And they were saying basically like, here's the people you're going to be policing. You're right. the new guys. Let's fucking open a dialogue between the, the new class. And that the is group. awesome. I think that's awesome, and that's at least something because have a level of understanding, a level of mutual respect, and 
you know, if the people come together, then whoever's controlling the situation, whoever's causing this division, whether it be the media, the government, people in government, they can't overpower the people for very long. You're talking about a handful of people who have power and influence. You but know you're, what? You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people who can come together and say, you know what, fuck you, man, and drive those people off. You know who could do it? You're just asking who saves us, and I'll probably end up tossing myself out of the studio window. We need Kim Kardashian and Kanye West to save us. <laughs> Enough people listen to these fucking idiots that, you know what, it might <laughs> partially fucking work. Uh, could uh, you imagine shrines built to fuck? Caitlyn Jenner? Could you, uh, could you imagine? Yeah. It'd be like David, the statue of David with a fucking... <laughs> but it'd be like those two Gold idiots. medals around it and uh, a Her dick. Her big ass. Well, have the dick, and, but long hair and <laughs> tits. <laughs> it, unfortunately, that's true. I mean, dude, you've seen the movie... But celebrity it, can drive some shit. I mean... You've seen Idiocracy. Yeah. We're living it. That movie, Idiocracy. If you haven't seen the movie, Idiocracy, go watch it. It's worth you watching. And you're going to... As you watch that movie, you're going to be like... Fuck, we're here. This is when, like this is where we. This is exactly where life has come to. Well, dude, we're, we're there. You used to always look at stories, and you'd be like, "Fuck off! This is from the Onion. This is bullshit. This can't be real." Yeah. And now, dude, I to me and me and my wife always had this discussion too. Is like the National Enquirer it was always like when you were a kid was always full of shit, and like you never believed anything. But, like, it was during the OJ trial. They were getting shit. They were nailing. They were throwing money out there. They were talking to the right people. And they kind of polluted that trial, too, as well. But they got shit right. And I'll tell you what. The stupid National Enquirer has been pretty spot on ever since. Now, it I'm has. telling you, the onion, dude, those fuckers are going to end up being, like, prophets. And these dudes are going to be like, I don't know what the fuck. We were just fucking writing goofy shit. We were shit. just joking around. And yeah. This shit's actually coming true. I don't know. I, this election is going to determine a lot. I, You know, I'm, I'm, for, I'm for Gary Johnson. I think that's actually the first public time I've come out. I like Gary Johnson because he's not Clinton and he's not Trump. And he's he's a realist. And he's kind of – he's exactly in the middle. He's a libertarian. And – you know, I think Gary Johnson, if he were just allowed to be heard during these debates and given the equal amount of attention by the media, I think, I'm pretty sure, a majority of Americans would actually, you know, um, dude, fucking Mike, man, I told him I'm recording. I think majority of Americans would go, would, would lean towards this guy because, I mean, he's gone as far as calling Trump a pussy. He's, I mean, he's saying everything true about Hillary, and he's like, look, you know, uh, I can. We can bring people together. It doesn't got to be like this. That's what America needs is a leader like that who's like, I'm not agenda driven. But unfortunately, dude, there's too much money and corruption in politics. It's never going to be like that. Well, it's like this podcast versus regular radio shows. We can put on a better show than they are, but does anybody hear it? Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the whole thing is that you can get. Well, and the fact is, though, is we have so many people have bought into this. If you vote for this person, you're throwing your vote away. If you vote... Now, if, now don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily want... I mean, if I'm going to go lesser or two evils, yes, I'd vote for Trump. I'd do it anyway, just for the fuck of it. I don't give a shit. Well, if I, if I had a gun to my head, of course. I mean, I, I'd I mean, because like, I'm not voting for Hillary, dude. I'll write my own fucking name in before that. I'd vote for my fucking barking chihuahuas, man. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I'd I'm... I'd vote for fucking Hillary, man. 
uh, and I think, and I don't know anybody, you know, I just saw a poll on Facebook. It wasn't a poll on Facebook. It was this challenge that somebody put out, and it said go to, and it highlighted Hillary's page and Trump's page, and you click on Hillary's page, and you, you scroll down, and it'll tell you how many of your friends like it. And then you go to Trump's page and see how many of your friends like her, like his page. When I did Hillary's, I had two, two friends that liked Hillary Clinton on Facebook. When I went to Trump's, I had 179. Yeah, but how many people also like – this is what I don't believe like when they're doing these polls and everything or, you know, any of that shit is – Oh, motherfucker. Is how many of these people are going to really believe when they get up there that like – that they're going to honestly say if they're going to vote for Trump or not. That they're going to, like, because they're going to be afraid to be sought out, you know, to be seen as racist and all that kind of shit. And that they're not going to give their honest answer. How many people, let me ask you this, how many people are actually going to put Trump signs in their yard? Oh, nobody. Or I have a feeling this is going to be an election. Have you seen one yet? I haven't seen that or Hillary. I've seen and a couple I, of Hillary's. Have you? Like, yeah. oh, wow. I but I mean, are you, would you put a fucking? I wouldn't put a Trump. I fucking bought a new car last week. I'm not gonna put a Trump sticker on the back of my fucking car window and get some asshole to throw a brick through it. But think about that though. Think about like th- that's huge. That yeah. we've come to a point where my expression is is hampered. I'm afraid our, of retaliation. To you know, people are afraid. This is America. But I wouldn't. You know what, dude? I've never fucking posted, or I've never. I never have. I've never put either. a candidate sticker yeah, because neither. I don't want to have my car. But you had the option to, right? But yeah, I've never had a candidate that I go. Well, I don't want this fucker's sticker on my car for the next eight. You know, however long I have this car, especially if this asshole either sucks as president or gets trounced by fifty-five points. Uh, man, it's it, you just really re- you just got me. Man, we're in America, and you just brought something up that's like pretty fucked up. Oh, this has been is in it, my head forever. Is it? Yeah, you. We can't even. Ex- freely express ourselves without worrying about some kind of retaliation or, you know, like, yeah, like if I were to put a Trump sign in my yard, let's just say I was 100% for him and I probably would think twice because, you know, I, I come and go. I have a wife and a baby and she's pregnant. Um, you know. Yeah, if you had a bunch of, you know, you're 22 and a, you're sharing a house with a bunch of your drunk friends, fuck it, you know, I mean. But then, I mean, yeah, I mean, because a lot of the way people see it is you might as well have a burning cross, an eternal burning cross sitting out in your fucking front yard, you know? Things are going to get bad, dude. I like, I can already feel it. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I think I've, things are going to be getting stupid. You know where all those. They fucking, already are. You but, know where all those Trump signs are, don't you? Right now? Gated community of Seven Oaks. Of course. You know, of it's course. like that's where yeah, they'd be right, because right. they're like, ah, the yeah, riffraff. Seven Oaks. Yeah, it's in Seven Oaks. You know, it, it, it's hey, gated community. But you know what? Your gardener's pissing in your mailbox. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, right, fuckers. You know, but you know, that's, I mean, that's where they would be if they're going to be anywhere. Is in gated communities. Right. It's crazy, man. I don't know where things are going to go from here. I hope that by this is, by the time it's released or by the time something tells me we might have to record a little early before Monday if things get stupid. That's possible. Well, all right, man. Well, I think we're going to cut this short. What, uh, what do we got coming up, man? As far as movies, video game releases, TV shows, what, what what's what's positive that we got we can look forward to from here on out? Suicide Squad, I guess. I'm not really. I don't like the Joker on that. We we can do an entire show on that. Actually, bring somebody in. You know, there are those people at Silver Wolf Comics. They want to come on the show. I'm I met them. He can kind of give us the whole rundown. Sulu in the new Star Trek's gay. 
That was a kind of nod to the actor, right? Because the actor's yeah, gay in real life. I mean, he wasn't gay in the TV show or movies right before, was he? No, I mean, there. I think it was kind of asexual. Or not, I mean, I wasn't the big original Star Trek. Guy. I'm not a big Star Trek guy. I like the movies, but like, and I think it's a cheap because I think something about Poe Dameron and Star Wars is going to come out that he's gay. I've got this. There's been rumors that there's a gay Finn and Poe thing going on here. I heard about that. I didn't pay any attention. I I, I think Disney would be very cautious in doing that. That's why I think Star Trek can get it can get out of it. However, Disney could look at it at what Star Trek just did and be like, "Okay, this might work." Because yeah, but I mean, Disney also promotes gay days at their park. Yeah, they do that. That's very true. I mean. And I mean, and Star Trek is actually the right vehicle to do it because Star Trek early on, like in the '60s, was was really good about like um, interracial. Like they 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 brought up the topic of interracial, and even though like it was funny as though as they had Kirk make, making out with a black chick, but they were like, oh no, that'd be too offensive, so we'll paint her green and make her a different <laughs> species. But it was it you that said that? How about they focus on Star Trek actually going out in the universe and exploring new star systems and doing what they're supposed to do instead of like personal. Issue was that you that said that? No, nah, I don't think so, so. Somebody posted that, and, and I don't watch Star Trek. I that, that's a little too much on the nerdy side for me, man. I'll do Lord of the Rings, I'll do Star Wars and comic books, but Star Trek, that's a little too much for me, man. My wife's into it. I think it's it, and it's it's just a like to have Sulu come out is it's a cheap trick, like just a just a cheap like party trick just to get like some attention. I mean, if they really well, wanted that to do it, gonna flop. no. But if they really wanted to do it, have Kirk be fucking bisexual. Go for somebody big. I mean, Spock. shit, you know, have him, Kirk and Spock do the Brokeback Mountain thing where they're spitting on each other's palm and somebody's on some you know, alien moon. Yeah, just getting some, <laughs> you know, getting some dick. You know, I mean, but they're well, gonna beat around the bush. I haven't seen Independence Day. Oh, not really. <laughs> I haven't seen Independence Day. I haven't seen Turtles. I haven't seen. What else I haven't seen? Garbage, garbage. Garbage, mm. garbage. Oh, I haven't seen the Turtles movie, but I'm just guessing. I'll go see Suicide Squad because I think it looks pretty badass. I, I think it looks... But, I mean, I don't know. The, the Joker looks a little weird. We'll check it out. Maybe we'll get those guys in the next week or two, man. I told them we'd give them a call. They can maybe explain shit for, to us. You know there's better. a prequel comment that's out for Suicide Squad I was reading. Really? Yeah, I think it came out like last month or something. Oh, see, I'll look into that, and that's a good thing. We'll have those guys on from Silver Wolf Comics here in Bakersfield, and they can help kind of... You know, elaborate everything for us, and you know, open them, open up that whole story. Cause I don't know shit about DC, dude. I'm not a DC guy. I'm on Marvel. Will Smith, bro. Right, man. So uh, I guess you'll be hearing from us in the next couple of days. This episode plan on being released on Monday. I don't know what day that is, man, but I don't know Monday the 11th. So we'll we'll definitely hope hopefully be safe out there. If, if you're attending that Bakersfield, if you attended it, um, be safe, man. If, no one's gonna hear this before then, but hopefully everything turned out well. Hopefully no one got hurt. Alright, this is the Chapman Ranch Show. Out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.